It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, whether we are ready or not. Thank you for taking the time out of a busy holiday season to join us at Dayspring Fellowship as we celebrate the reason we celebrate, Jesus. I'm Chris Voigt, and I lead the pastoral team here at Dayspring. In every season, our team here is committed to helping you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Whether you are here in the room or watching online, live or on demand at some point in the future. Our prayer for this service is that God would meet you in the deepest places of your heart as he fills you with love, joy, peace, and hope in a world that desperately needs more love, joy, peace, and hope. We also pray that you find Dayspring the kind of church that you can call home. We are really more of a family. We're the kind of people who will welcome you with open arms, just as you are. Nobody here has their act completely together, so don't think you need to either. This is a safe place to check out the claims of Jesus. It's a safe place to have doubts and questions about spirituality. We like helping people figure out the next steps on their journey. So if you haven't arrived yet, whatever that means for you, welcome. You can learn more about us as a church by exploring our website at dsf.church, by checking out our Facebook page, or contacting us by phone or email. If you need help figuring out the next step to making Dayspring your church home, or if you just have questions, let us know. We'll help you find the answers. For today's service, you can find study questions by selecting Watch from the top menu of our website. And now, let's join our service. Previously on Velma's. That woman who just went to the back back there, her name wouldn't be Valerie by any chance, would it? Who, <laughs> Velma? Is Velma's name Valerie? Well, obviously not. She's an old girlfriend that left without a word. Hello, Valerie. It's been a long time. So tell me, do I have a son or a daughter? Any sign of her yet? Not hiding her hair. And let me tell you, that's a lot of hair to hide. We don't have a Velma, we don't have any wise men, we don't have any animals, and we don't have a Joseph, so I guess you're about right. Hey, Henry, take him out back and show him Joseph's house coat of many colors. Go get me a whole bunch of animals. I don't care what they are. Just go. We got a little less than two hours, and we may just pull this thing off after all. He's supposed to be here with all the animals. Well, he was messing around with that Santa trap contraption earlier, and then he ran out of here with some rope. Oh. Well, the Three Kings dressed up real nice, don't they? <laughs> I'm thinking about asking him to sing Blue Christmas. What do you think? I think this pageant couldn't get any stranger. <laughs> I look hey. like I spoke too soon. Hey. Buddy, what, hey, Buck. what hey. are you doing? Well, you told me to get some animals, and it didn't matter what they looked like, so I did. Well, there weren't no goldfish or dogs at the manger, and I don't even know what to say about that deer head. Well, I was thinking we could hang some colored balls from the antlers. Well, we don't have time. We gotta get everybody over to the rec center. All right, um, listen up, everybody. Okay, um, thank you all so much for being here. Um, 
well, well, Velma was supposed to do this, but seeing as how she's not here, I guess I will. Okay, we'll head over first with the shepherds, and then uh, Mary and Joseph. Hey, don't forget the baby Jesus. And the baby Jesus, and then the elves kings, and then the angel will bring up the rear. <laughs> Shut up, Henry. Well, I'm just... All right, everybody, let's go. <laughs> Whoa. The heck was that? Well, that's my Santa trap. I think I got him. What the? <gasps> Velma? Velma. Are you all right, honey? Yes, I'm fine. No thanks to this contraption. I just knew you'd come back, Velma. I'm not back, Henry. I just dropped by to, to grab a few things, and then this thing grabbed me. Are you leaving oh, us, honey? Look, I've given it a lot of thought. And I've been lying so long, I just, I just don't see any other way. Well, what happened to your hair, Velma? See, I don't even know how to wear my hair. Am I Velma or am I Valerie? Oh, no, she's confused again. Uh, Velma, you can't leave us. I mean, you're part of our family. Who is Henry? Velma or Valerie? I mean, family doesn't lie to each other like I've lied to y'all, and you all deserve better. We don't want better. We want you. Henry. Well, you know what I mean. Look, can you just tell us what happened, Velma? Well, I was about 16 years old, and so was he. We were old enough to know better, but... One thing led to another, and then that led to a baby, and, and that baby changed everything. Wait, that, that's it. Hush up, buddy. <laughs> Velma, this is about me, isn't it? What are you talking about, Nadine? You having to leave town on no, account Velma of... No, don't have Hush to leave. Hush up, you... buddy. You having to leave town on account of your daughter. What does she have to do with you? For heaven's sakes, just say it, Velma. Say what? I'm your little girl, aren't I? Waitress, and you love being a waitress. I have big hair, and you, well, you had big hair, and you've been here for 25 years, and I'm basically 25 years old. Now, come on, Velma. I watch all my children. I know how these things work. Nadine? Yes. <laughs> you need to loosen up your halo, darling, because you're cutting off your oxygen. <laughs> your mama lives on Spring Avenue, where she has since the day she brought you home from the hospital which is where you're gonna end up if you don't quit talking so crazy. Well, then, if I'm not your little girl, then what happened to her? Well, once I found out I was pregnant, it became clear that I didn't fit my parents' idea of the model daughter. Between their disappointment and the disapproval of the ladies at my church, I just couldn't take it, so... so I left. Well, no wonder that lady from the Fountain of... Uh, Grace Memorial Grace Memorial church. church set you off that day. Yeah. Her accent was different, but her tone was the same. So I moved to Oregon until she was born. Then this nice couple came and took her and gave her the life that I couldn't. From there, I, I moved down here and said goodbye to Valerie and hello, Velma. <laughs> as much as I hate to say it, I guess it's time for me to say goodbye to Velma. Oh, now they say I'm the stupid one. No, oh, that's your buddy. But no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that I will. I mean... It was always hush up, buddy. You be quiet, buddy. Shut your pie hole, buddy. But you know I'm through being quiet, and I'm I'm gonna say my piece. Well, as long as it's all right with Velma. Okay, buddy. What is it? I think it's stupid for you to leave. Now listen, buddy. It's complicated, and I know that you don't understand. No. No, you don't understand. Uh, I mean, you said when you had that baby, it it, it changed everything. It did. Well, that's the point. I mean, isn't that what happened at, at Christmas? 
I mean, I, I mean things were bad, and, 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 and people were afraid of, of God and, and of each other, and, and, then, and then Mary had a baby, and, and that changed everything. And then, then all the people that the world said weren't good enough, it didn't matter anymore because, because he made it to where it was okay. They didn't have to be that good anymore. Isn't that right? I mean, he changed everything. So, so Nadine, she can play an angel and that, that I can mess up and it'll be okay, right? And, and that you don't have to change to a new place. I mean, you can stay right here with the people that love you. And I'm just saying it'd be stupid for you to leave when he went and changed everything. That's all. <laughs> who, who would have thought? How did you go and get to be so smart? I just listened to you, Velma. <laughs> well then, listen up! You all get this pageant on the road! Get to work while I go draw on a new set of eyes! So you're staying? No! I'm staying. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's go! <laughs> 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 now, come on. Well, we've been in Matthew for the Christmas story all month, looking at the genealogy of Jesus and uh, some of the R-rated characters in his lineage. Uh, people who are just like the people in Velma's Diner, people who are just like us, people in need of forgiveness and grace and mercy. Jesus had them in his family line. But tonight, we're going to just take a look at the traditional Christmas story that we find in the Gospel of Luke, beginning in chapter 2, verse 1. Uh, you can follow along in your Bibles if you brought them. Of course, we'll also have it on the screens. Luke writes, At that time the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged. She was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. 
they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. All over the world, in gatherings just like this, in Russia, China, Australia, the United Kingdom, Peru, and Argentina, in every language and tongue, in living rooms, in family rooms, in public, private, and in some places even in secret, men, women, and children have come together to celebrate the birth of one single baby. One single baby unites people speaking more than 2,000 languages in 195 countries and a few other places not even considered to be countries, even in orbit over the planet, celebrating a baby who we believe grew up to be the savior of the world. A, a savior who, as we have focused on this month, came to flip the script he came to provide a different approach to a relationship with God. Every religion through all of time has been based on how humans benefit whatever God has been worshipped. They've all been based on what we bring to the table. How good I am. How bad I'm not. But this little baby who grew up to be the savior of the world changed everything. He changed everything. God flipped the script. He turned it the other way. And instead of being based on anything I have done or you have done, it was based on something he did for us through this baby Jesus we've come to, ce to celebrate together. He was good enough. Perfect, actually, because God knew I would never be good enough. You would never be good enough. Even at my best, I couldn't do it. So he did. And he receives us just as we are in all of our messy brokenness, with all of our warts and imperfections, our flaws and failures. And only then does he begin the process of helping us put it all back together again. This Savior never promised to keep us from sin. He simply promised to forgive us of our sin. Because he knew that even after he started the process, our failures would often overwhelm us. So fortunately, our relationship with him has nothing to do with our behavior past, present, or future. Nothing to do with our consistency, our promises, our anything. He just did it all on our behalf. And the proof of it all is that this little baby who grew up to be the perfect savior of the world came from an imperfect family. He chose to be descended from people who were lawbreakers, outsiders, outcasts, unfaithful, life takers, and promise breakers. Even before Jesus, God's grace, mercy, and forgiveness were available to people who didn't deserve it. They didn't have their acts together any more than we do. And as we've discovered this month, we have a lot in common with them. But we also have one good thing in common with them. We are all the recipients of the grace and mercy and forgiveness of a God who made a way to have a relationship with us. We couldn't have done it on our own. 
We just don't have it in us. This is the season we celebrate that we never have to negotiate our sin with God. Because of Jesus, he's, it's been done for us. It's been forgiven. For unto us a child is born, a child who grew up to be the Savior, our Savior, the Savior of the world. Let's pray. Father, most of us have a script inside of our heads that tells us that we aren't worthy, that you couldn't have, want to have a relationship with us because we just aren't good enough. We, we mess up. We let you down. Father, in this season, we're thankful that all of that doesn't matter. That you have come to rewrite the script. You've come to embrace us as we are. Father, our prayer tonight is that we would understand that truth a little more deeply in our heads and in our hearts, and it would move us to press into you as we celebrate this precious little child that was born that day. Once again, Thank you for joining us in worship today. Please reach out if you have any questions or want help on your spiritual journey. My email address is on the screen or you can call the church during the week. For those of you who make this ministry possible with your financial giving, thank you for your generosity and faithfulness. We know God is doing something in you when you give, but he also does something through you. If you are just checking us out today, please know that we don't expect you to give anything to support Dayspring. That is the responsibility of our Dayspringers. Just enjoy the rest of your day. If you'd like to start giving, we have three easy ways for you to get us your gift. Please see the online giving section of our website or text GIVE to the number on your screen or mail a check to us at the address you'll find on our website. Also, thank you for liking and sharing and following Dayspring on whatever platform you are on. It means a lot to me when you pass on the good news of Jesus to your friends and family. Until next week, may you experience God's favor and blessing in your life.